You are listening to Ill-Advised, a show of ideas and insights for women who are ready to bet on themselves, go all in, and take that leap into faith, even if doing so could be considered ill-advised. I'm your host, Jessica L. Let's see what happens. I have just come in from a walk. I encountered some, what I am going to call, administrative challenges in my life this afternoon. (laughs) I cried a little bit out of frustration. And this is one of those things where coaching and advice are not always the answer. You know, sometimes the answer is just to cry a little bit and then take a walk. So as I was talking to a friend, I said, I know I can coach myself through this, but right now I just feel frustrated and afraid and worried that I made the wrong decision, that I made the wrong choice. And that is what I want to talk about today, which is, you know, the rightness or the wrongness of our decisions. But I also want to point out that we sometimes have really low tolerances for effort. And I will call myself out here. I'm calling it effort tolerance. Some people call it growth mindset. I've not actually read that book, but I understand the principle of of having a growth mindset or having a fixed mindset. However, Effort tolerance is something that I came up with earlier in the year, and I'm going to record a podcast about this. But essentially, what I will do, my default reaction to things, is that if something, it doesn't even have to be hard. It does not even have to be challenging. If something new requires any amount of effort, in other words, if it doesn't come with absolutely no friction whatsoever, then my default brain will go to, oh, that means it isn't for me. That means I wasn't meant to do that thing. And these administrative challenges that I encountered this afternoon is what brought that up. I immediately thought, oh my God, what if this isn't for me? What if I made the wrong choice? And if you are in that space too, I want to encourage you to just become aware of that. This effort tolerance that you may be experiencing at a very low level. So Coming into today's episode, what I want to introduce is an idea of how we evaluate life decisions and whether or not they are successful. And I have a few different ways that I think a lot of us approach this. The first one, when we think about a life decision and whether it was right or wrong, is whether or not the decision quote unquote worked out or if it didn't. So for instance, if you go to school and you don't graduate, that would be considered a failed endeavor. You failed out of school. If you spend or lose money, that's another way that we typically think of the success of a life decision. So if a business fails or doesn't make money, then we tend to think that business decision was the wrong one. Another way that we evaluate our decisions is whether or not our intended outcome happened on time within the time frame that we set and that we expected it to happen. And if it doesn't happen in that time frame, then we made the wrong decision. And I'm not saying that all of these situations, what I'm going to call exciting consequences, I'm not saying they won't be challenging, right? It doesn't feel good if we don't hit our goals all time, on time. It doesn't feel good if we lose money in our business. And if we don't graduate from the program that we joined, if we get into something we find, hang on, this isn't what I thought it would be. None of that feels good. But when you are sitting at a, an inflection point at a dis- and you're pressuring yourself to make the right decision 
And you're imagining these different scenarios as the way to decide whether it's right or not. I'm going to argue that that's not the best place to make a clean decision. Because when you're pressuring yourself to make the quote unquote right decision, this is how it typically plays out. You'll start to make pro and con lists, and most of the time, you can argue both sides of the list. You've got equal numbers of pros and cons for both. You start to do some research. You're going to gather more and more information, and the more information you gather, typically the worse you feel because you just get more confused. You now have more things to consider in your pro and con lists than you did before. I think this last one is probably the most dangerous which is that you start to seek out other people's opinions. And I think that is so dangerous because people don't have any better insights into you than you do. And so it just complicates your own thinking about what you want to do. But in any case, once you have made the choice, any hardship then becomes evidence that you chose wrong, as I was talking about at the top. So I want to share a few ways of lessening the pressure on yourself when you're trying to make a decision. And the first is a question. What if all of this is just part of a grand adventure? What if you just saw your life and this decision, whether it's to take a job, to change careers, to go back to school, what if you just saw all of that as part of a grand adventure that is your life. And you are the daring adventurer. You are the valiant hero who is encountering obstacle after obstacle. If we were to watch Hercules, the the Disney movie, we would not watch that movie if he just went out, you know, slayed some dragons or whatever effortlessly and then went home. Like that is not an interesting story to us. We want to see the challenge. We want to see the struggle. And the ultimate triumph is the reason that we stayed to the end, right? And that is the attitude that I want you to have towards your life. Like, I am an adventurer. I am a daring hero. And I am going to go slay some dragons today. And there will be challenges. And that's okay because I will figure it out. The other way to lessen the pressure on yourself is to give yourself permission to choose again. At every point in your journey, you always have the ability to make a different choice, to decide, hey, this isn't what I want. I want to go do this thing instead. This business is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to do this instead. This job is terrible. And I'm going to get back out there and start looking again. And I'm not saying that this part, you know, choosing again is without discomfort because it likely will be very uncomfortable. Several years ago, I got entangled in a business with partners who I did not vet very well. It was a lesson learned, but they weren't very scrupulous. Just put it that way. And that business cost me a lot of money, endless hours, and ultimately years to get out of the situation. So I entered the situation with a lot of money and then spent a lot of money and a lot of time to get out of it. And it was a really painful process, the entire thing from start to finish. But at one point in 2019, I just made a choice that I had to get out no matter what it took. So in 2017, I'd made the choice, we're going to go into this business. 
And two years later, I was like, I, I have to get out. I'm going to choose again. I cannot ride this out any longer. And, you know, was it a failure in terms of the money and the time lost? Absolutely. It was a failure. But in terms of what I learned about business and about partnership and ultimately about myself and what I was capable of, those lessons were invaluable. If you do consider rethinking something, choosing again, just know that the hardship of it is likely to be there, but that doesn't mean you are stuck where you are because you can get through hardship. Another way of lessening the pressure is to think through decisions and to see decisions as ways to find out what we're made of. So to go back to my business example, there were so many sleepless nights when I would lie awake and I would wonder how on earth I was going to get out of that business. I just didn't know. I felt trapped. I couldn't see an exit strategy that made any sense whatsoever. But I managed. And I even managed to continue that legal process over years. I managed to get through it as my former spouse and I were divorcing and during COVID and 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 and. There were a lot of different things that happened at the same time that I was able to overcome and continue moving because I knew I wanted to get out. And these days, I'm far more careful about legal and business entanglements now than I was then. I'm also less afraid of things going sideways because I know I can handle it. I know I have the resources or I can find the resources to fix a situation or to get out of a situation if I need to. And finally, a really good way to lessen the pressure on your decisions and whether they are are right or wrong is to take the suggestion box off the wall. What I mean by that is stop asking for advice. Stop asking other people what they think about your decision. Because no matter what they say, you're going to use their opinion as a weight on the right or the wrong side of the scale. And that isn't to say that no one else's opinion can be valuable to you. But I would suggest that you first get clear on what matters to you in the decision. What are your values? And get clear on what factors you are considering, what factors are important to you and which aren't. And then when you go talk to people, choose a select group of people that you want input from and be very specific about the type of feedback that you want. Don't give them carte blanche to talk about anything and everything as it relates to your decision. Ask them, hey, I need your insights on A, B, and C. You know, please don't give me feedback on the other elements of this, this decision. I'm really just looking for guidance here. And that can help you keep things focused and keep your own thinking focused. It's an interesting thing when you start to imagine your decisions not as right or wrong, but as a direction to point your life in. And if you start to give yourself a longer runway for these decisions to play out, then you start to see them less as right or wrong, less black and white. So the last thing I want to leave you with is this. If you got a new job today and you left behind your life as you knew it, you quit another job that you used to love, you took a promotion, you moved to a new city, you sold your house, all of those things. And then that job goes belly up 90 days later. Failure, right? According to a lot of the things I just spoke about. 
that would be considered a failure. You got fired. But if in the course of those events, you met the love of your life, would you still consider the choice to take that job a failure? I think that's an interesting thing to consider. That is what I'll leave you guys with this week. Let's connect on Instagram at the Jessica L. You can also find my blog on Substack, jessical.substack.com. And until next week, I hope interesting and exciting things come your way. Bye.